0: Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller back with Fred Dodson this time. We're going to be talking about the new book, You Can Heal Anyone. All the formats are out now. Hardback you can order directly from Fred's website, realitycreation.org. In fact, there's a link right at the top of his webpage right now, at least as of the time of this recording. And then all the other formats, the paperback, the Kindle on Amazon, the audiobook on Audible, and iTunes as usual. I'd like to do something different to start here. I've been hearing so many people are struggling and hurting. And even as we're recording this this morning, the former Japanese prime minister was assassinated. And our world, it seems like, is just crumbling around us. And one of the consistent things that I get from this podcast, Fred, every time you've been on, I get some email or comment in our Facebook group That you are such a rock and you are so steady and sturdy through challenging times and that you frame things differently than a lot of people. So before we get into talking about the healing book, could we spend just a couple of minutes a setting some intentions for this time and for this podcast and all the thousands of people who will hear it? And then secondly, could you lead us just in a little bit of Fred Dodson meditation Maybe something that you would do, even if you didn't verbalize anything out loud, but something that you would think or say to yourself to get yourself in a real calm and centered place just for a couple of minutes. Could we do that? Yeah, let's
1: start out that way, huh?
0: Yes. All right.
1: it is my intention for you and everybody listening in the name of the most high that you may find peace within not from your screen but from within to take your direct everyday life experience in your surroundings as reality not necessarily always what you see on the screen as reality may you Find good words for yourself and those around you. May you find good thoughts for yourself and those around you. May you give those around you who require attention, more attention than you give the screen. May you find success from your groundedness in the present, in your surroundings instead of the screen. May you not be triggered by every event that pops up on the screen, and instead take those around you, more importantly, sharing your love and attention with your friends, your family, your colleagues, dedicating yourself more fully to your business, your vision, your heart. As you sit there and breathe softly into the stomach, letting first the stomach rise, and then the chest, and then the shoulders. And on the out-breath, first the shoulders, then the chest deflate, then the stomach. As you take one, two, or three breaths like that, may you release all information that you get from screens may you be centered within yourself and your heart, putting now your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your forehead, holding yourself lovingly, knowing that the words you write upon your heart come true. So be careful what you give your heart to see and hear. What do you write upon your heart today? What words do you write upon your heart?
0: So be it. All right, Thomas. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. I think we all need that. And the last one podcast before this one, Fred, I started a journey down the road of intuition. We're going to talk about Orlando here in a minute, but you and I even mentioned that in Orlando and you added a little section to one of the days there to take everybody through some intuitive guidance. And if you don't mind, I'd like to just borrow while I've got you here. Would you say a few words to folks about intuition? The last podcast was a setup that we do have that voice within us. It is our guiding plumb line, basically, through these challenging times.
1: I'll say this much. Intuition is like the brain of the heart, the brain of the chest. That's why we put our hands on our chest just now. And it processes things. Imagine it processes things millions of times more quickly than the mind and that's why you get a hunch and then years later your mind gets it you're like oh okay now in retrospect i understand but for intuition there's no retrospect you you get a hunch right now if you trust in your heart and that's literally trusting in the feeling in your chest and stomach that's what it means you are using a brain that processes things more quickly the mind is so slow because the mind is uh, a bit brainwashed and takes time to process stuff and as i just said the mind gets its information from screens nowadays (laughs) i take my information from either direct experience around me from locals people i know or from my heart, and that's why I'm a so-called rock, as Thomas said. It's not really that I'm a rock, it's just that my sailing ship doesn't go to and fro by the winds of change, by the external, by the screen world. It's just based on what's happening right now. Let's see what's going on right now. Let's see what's really happening. I'll give you an example. Not too long ago, I went from airport to airport and I was all alone. And it was kind of scary, surreal, twilight zone, scary. Why am I all alone here? And I got it. It's because I didn't take it from the screen that said it's dangerous to travel. It's dangerous to travel. I took it from my heart and from direct experience. I go outside and I don't see animals falling down. I don't see homeless falling dead. I don't even see the supermarket cashiers fall dead. So what they're saying is happening on the screen is not really happening. I can see what's happening right around me. I take it from what's happening. That's just common sense, really. But most people nowadays, the majority, they take their cue from the screen. The screen tells them who they are and what they do. So if you want to get in touch with intuition, you've got to feel around your chest and your stomach Everybody knows the hunch if you calm down for a moment, if you just rest for a moment, if you just close your eyes for a moment. You just know, and you know, truth versus false. You don't know truth versus false if you stare at a screen all day. I enjoy scrolling online, I love it, but too much of that, you can start getting confused because there's all kinds of contradictory information out. And soon, if you spend a long time online, soon you're not going to know truth from false. You're not going to know it, okay? Intuition will be gone. You'll be full of judgment and anger. The other day, my wife got really, 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 really angry about something she saw online. I said, how does this relate to your life? How does it affect your life? Why are you so angry? (laughs) It's never going to affect you has nothing to do with you. You don't even know if it's real. It could be propaganda. You don't even know if that's real. It could be staged just to make you angry or to solicit money. So reserve judgment. That's another one. Observe. Don't judge so quickly. Because if you judge, there's no intuition. Observe first. Later you can judge. I judge a lot, but much later. First I observe and I look. And people get triggered too quickly. You know, this event happens. like, Oh, 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 I got to sell my Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, buy gold, sell silver, uh, whatever. You know, it's all nonsense, really. (laughs) It's all just so much nonsense.
0: This is a great parlay to what we're going to talk about with the book. You can heal anyone. But one of the things that I was going to ask you is I didn't realize the full scope of your upbringing being raised in a family that, where your dad was a Pentecostal minister. But I'm curious, from even that background, what were some of the first things that you did way back early years of your life to start to shift from that kind of upbringing to where you were being led and guided by that voice, that gut feeling?
1: I was lucky to have all kinds of experiences. Uh, And in part, probably because there was so much going on in my family, you know, uh, my father's practice was very spiritual too, even though I rejected it. Uh, But it was spiritual. He was healing people all the time. I just rejected the uh, theology that he was using because it was too rigid, uh, too exclusive too uh, stubborn you know as in well you can't be healed if you don't have the exactly same theology i have you got to be born again otherwise you'll never have healing i mean what planet are you on you know um so somebody in china is never going to have healing (laughs) there's a lot of positive in what my father did because he actually healed people and they say if you heal you're right but uh i went a different path. And I tried to be a bit more relaxed, open, focused about things, less stubborn, less fanatic. So his stubbornness helped me be less stubborn, more open-minded, but not so open-minded that my brain falls out. I try to find a, a middle path. Interestingly enough, My dad, my parents had two phases, one where they were really religious strictly and another where they were LSD uh, taking hippies. Okay, which came first? First, the LSD taking hippies. And I experienced that as a kid. That's when their mind was wide open. And then the opposite polarity where their mind was wide closed. And that's why I fall in the middle. That's the only rational response to that. (laughs) so i must have some lsd uh left in my brain maybe that's that helped i don't know
0: (laughs) so bringing this kind of to where we are today you spent the last several years in new zealand that story is well told on the podcasts we did back in january and then this event in orlando which I know you knew that the book was already in process here, the book, You Can Heal Anyone. And you put it to the test in the group in Orlando. And I know, because I was there (laughs) watching this, that everybody thought that that session that afternoon was probably the highlight of the course. And not only that, but when you had the last session and we recorded the last podcast there, and everybody went away, they were walking off about 50 feet off the ground. It was the highest energy experience that I've probably ever physically been to as a group. And I think a big part of that was the healing. So you're talking about from what your parents' environment of healing, what you saw healing as originally morphing to this spiritual, this true spiritual healing that's available for anybody, Walk us through that morph, because that's quite a transition in and of itself. So what is this new way of healing that you're talking about?
1: It's not all that new, is it? Not at all. (laughs) Laying hands is not new at all. It's used by the religious. uh, It's used by shamans. It's used by the ancients. I studied a couple different ways of doing it. And found my way of doing it, which is what I taught in my seminar. And I too thought that was the highest energy of the course, of this particular course. It was beautiful. Everybody felt it. Everybody felt good. And we got to do something for each other. Because so far, my courses have been a little bit too self-oriented, like, uh, I'm self-reliant, self-sufficient, blah, blah, blah. But there's, you know, there's there's a reason there's other people in the world. We also want to help each other. <laughs> I found that um, laying hands works with me and others most of the time. I've used it in coaching over decades, over many years. I've laid my hands on many, many, many students, on my wife for healing. I've healed headaches, back pains, long-lasting back pains, uh, cramps, even, even serious illnesses. And I w- I'd have to say it sounds crazy or arrogant. I don't care how it sounds, but there, there's been a positive effect 100% of the time. I don't remember a single instance where people said there's no effect or it didn't work. Now, it didn't always Heal the person 100% of the time. Sometimes I had to add other tools or create a different context or do a bit more coaching or do a bit of a longer session. I'd say it healed in 80% of the time and had a positive effect 100% of the time because it's from love. So, what we do, what we did in the seminar, and what's taught in the book, you can heal anyone is the laying of hands and speaking upon the body, speaking upon the person, speaking upon the issue in a um, firm and authoritative tone and manner. In the assumption that you have the authority to heal, that you've already been given the authority to heal, you already have the ability, and he, that's where the split to most religions comes in. Most religions assume that it's a higher power that's going to do it, and I'm assuming that this higher power has already given you the ability. Okay, I see. I see world differently. People see the world as okay. We got to look up at that higher power and beg them to help us. Please help us. Please help help us. And I see it as this higher power looking down and saying, what is the problem with you people? I gave you all the power, okay? I gave you all the energy. I've equipped you with the power, and here you are still begging me. What I've already told you how it works. I've taught you how it works. I've given you the power, and you're still there begging, please help us, please help us. And That's what I've always taught. I've always taught reality creation, that you have the ability, you have the power, you've been given this power by birth. You have a spark of the divine within you. You are a creator. You are a miniature creator, so to speak. You have all the power of the Most High within you. You can do it. I discovered that people are much too timid, and they just don't know who they are, so a question I started asking one year ago and that I now keep asking is do you not know who you are who do you think you are don't you know that you can do it and why do you keep asking me why do you keep booking me as a coach don't you know that you can do it and it doesn't matter they they keep booking me anyway you know and that's okay that's fine uh, but That's my message. You have the power. And sooner or later, people will have to take responsibility for their power. And that's when the world becomes this better place everybody's been dreaming of, this new earth, this golden age, this uh, whatever.
0: In Orlando, when you did this live, there were 50 people, and everybody got together in groups of, I think, like, eight or nine, something like that. Or maybe it was six. There were several groups around the room and there would be the one person in the middle and then everybody else would lay their hands on that person on areas where uh, they needed the healing. You mentioned the, the authority and that's what, as I was reviewing that scene in my mind of that afternoon, everybody went into that exercise as though it was a done deal no questions you had set that up so well that the confidence in those groups of six or eight people was just so high that they were in essence going through the motions of what had already been had already taken place
1: well the previous exercises set up the second day exercise that's why i put it on the second day you're set up in that direction that's why it's good to visit a a live course I have uploaded uh, the first and the second day to my website, by the way. Uh, you can access them in the uh, member section. However, it is it is set up on the one hand. On the other hand, uh, this is also inherent, as I just said. It's it's by birth. People know it intuitively. They know they can do it. We already do it intuitively. The soldier does it with the wounded uh, wounded soldier on the field. The mother does it with her child. We do it with pets. We do it when we have a toothache. We lay our hands. So everybody, even though nobody taught us this, the uh, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson did not teach us laying hands. Everybody knows how to do it. School didn't teach it to us. Everybody knows how to do it. Where From where do we know it? I don't know. Um, intuitive memory or genetic memory I don't know so it's not all that unusual um, it seems unusual because nobody teaches it anymore if we learned how powerful we are it would be the end of uh, the so-called medical industry that's that's the reason we don't teach it well we can't have that no we couldn't have
0: that no So it begs the next question that I know people would be asking if they haven't been exposed to this material is, do you have to be in a group, do you have to be in a course, or can you heal yourself? And that is Chapter 5, self-healing. So obviously the answer is yes.
1: (laughs) Well, you can absolutely heal yourself. It is more easy in a group because the more people, the more energy. You know, imagine this energy in a sports stadium. They invest so much energy uh, into the game. Imagine in, in the center of that field is somebody who needs healing. They'd be healed in an instant. And sometimes I, the the conspiracy theorist in me, imagines that there's some kind of energy harvesting going on, you know, underground or something. <laughs> Every time people cheer, let's harvest, let's harvest, because that is powerful energy. <laughs> yeah. So it could be used for the positive you know, uh, group energy. You could go to the hospital as a group and speak uh, words of healing on the person uh, or imagine the person healthy or lay hands or all three and many other things that I do.
0: I love it when people don't overthink it and they just get it. And I know you have even testimonials in the book that you had been accumulating before you wrote the book. You have more on your telegram and Twitter channels of people that have responded to since the book and audiobook are out. Let me just read you one that came up in our Facebook group. Somebody that didn't overthink it, just got exposed to it, went out and did it and listened to this. She said she was at work and her shoulder was very sore. And she talked about the condition behind that later in the thing here. She says she has uh, lymphedemia. So her whole back had been in pain for weeks and she'd been using a Massager, you know, an electronic massager to try to get it out. And then she said she recalled something she watched recently about the type of pain being a symptom of spiritual charges that massaging would not be the answer. Now, before I go on, do you see that where these pains are tied to some kind of, say, spiritual or past condition? Yeah,
1: they're like energy balls. I call them energy balls. If you're religious, you could call them demons. But they're energy balls, essentially. Electrical charges. Absolutely. yep. Yeah.
0: So she heard about your technique. She heard that she could do it to herself. So she closed. This is what she said. She closed my, I closed my eyes, took a deep breath, and brought my hands into the prayer position. I held this for about a minute. And when I released it, the pain was gone. It has gone from being almost unable to move my arm to now no pain in a minute. And in the next morning, still no pain. And she went on to elaborate with me after I asked her a little bit more on details. And she said she had another cycle where it came back. She did the technique. It went away again. I love that, that she is just so new to this. She's like, okay, this is going to work. And she did it. And it did work. That's huge. She's using a massager, and the massager didn't work.
1: Well, I commend her for giving it a go, giving it a try. I say that in the book. You just give it a try, you know, regardless of whether it works or not. Just give it a try. When you learn to drive a car, you just give it a try. If, you know, if it doesn't go perfect at first, you don't say, oh, I'm going to quit. Just keep trying, and you get better. So, yes, anybody who's willing to give it a try is actually willing to break through the matrix, to break through the conditioning. It's a big thing. For me, it's not big, but I have to remind myself how big this actually is, right? They're, they're breaking through this barrier of, I got to look for somebody external to do it. Um, I got to look for a doctor, for the hospital, for the pharma company, for the higher source to do it. No, wait a minute. Maybe I can actually do it. Maybe I can do it right now. So that's a big barrier. And I commend anybody who, who takes that step. Give it a try. I've, I do it regularly with people almost every
0: week. What about emotional? Today, people are experiencing a high level of angst, anxiety. They're scared. They feel like our world is on a course that they we just don't know, and it's scary. Can well, we use this emotionally, too?
1: Yeah. If that's what you feel like, turn off the screen and put hands on yourself and talk to the uh, feeling. Tell the feeling to leave you or to dissolve. Command it. Have authority to command things. One of the main aspects of the book is to have authority, to feel you have the authority. And for, for, to have that, you need to redefine who you think you are. Again, this goes back way back to parallel universes of self. Who you define yourself to be is who you are. So if I define myself as this uh, healing authority, guess what's going to happen? That's why you know, I can walk up to people, they believe I'm a healing authority, and then I am, and then they're healed. And it's bizarre, because I never went into any training for this. I made it up as I went along, based on what I saw based on experience. And then I defined myself as Yeah, I can do that. I said, Okay, we've been given this authority already. We've been born this way. That's a whole redefinition of who we are. We are walking energy. we can send others our energy, our energy is healing. We are divine. We are divine beings. What a what a self-definition. I am a divine being. That's a, a whole new ball game. I am a divine being. so you being a divine being, what else is possible? and if you come to a point where it's not working and not healing go back to the basics ask yourself who are you are you that divine being is there any evidence that you're a divine being that you're created lovingly and miraculously and that what you're experiencing here on earth is very special that your body has crazy regenerating abilities look for stories of healing, evidence of healing. I mean, there's hundreds of books and millions, actually, millions of books and articles with healing stories. Choose any one of those. Look at people who have healed the condition that you want to heal. It's one of the points I make in the book. If you want to heal, why don't you hear stories of people who have healed the thing that you want to heal? You know, people go online, they read all kinds of random garbage. What about going online, looking for stories of people who have healed the thing that you want to heal, because then you'll figure out how they healed it. And I'm talking about real people, not marketers, because marketers are going to promise anything, anything at all. Okay, so that's the problem. We got a discrepancy. We got real people with real healing, and then we got marketers. Marketers are actually preventing people from healing more quickly because they promise all this healing, but they don't have anything to show for it. So always look for the real people without the, all the flashy uh, pop-ups and marketing ads.
0: You know, what I just took from what you just said is running it back through a filter that you've taught from day one, the model of first being, then doing, then having. So what you were just saying is You're coming from being a divine being. That's the being part. I am divine. I am a healer by my nature. Then you do. Well, you can lay on hands or you can speak to or you can do whatever, really. And then you have the healing. Yeah.
1: But as you just said, it starts with who are you? You got to define who you are, because if you're not that you can nothing you do is gonna work.
0: <laughs> so don't don't get the book, don't read or listen to the book for the techniques. Listen to the book. Buy the book for the being and be, then do. You'll get both. Okay, so in your childhood, your growing up years, I'm sure you saw some pretty amazing healing.
1: Well, back then they used to be part of the church service. It's funny, now if you go to Pentecostal churches, there's not much healing going on. It's more about uh, bands playing extremely loud music. Interesting shift there. It's like um it's you see this in society. there's certain movements of high energy, and then they kind of get diluted over time. <laughs> yeah, Back in those days, it was church was about healing, right? even the christian religion used to be about healing if you read the gospels it's actually all about healing and then you you see the discrepancy to what the churches are doing where's the healing session right um i don't i don't recall jesus and his apostles getting together singing christmas carols i recall them going from town to town healing people and driving out bad spirits so I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I do.
0: <laughs> well, it's shaking loose old beliefs. I mean, sometimes that takes a little bit of a jolt. But what was from, the
1: question, what well, was from the question that,
0: again? What I'm wondering is, too, is from that background, especially what you saw, do you have the belief system that even by laying on of hands, that the cellular structures inside of our bodies, the neurological structures inside of our brains can change? that quickly right there i
1: saw limbs regrow that was probably the most amazing thing i saw
0: now wait a minute you saw this with your eyes yes
1: however not instantly it took a couple of weeks well that's okay
0: (laughs) 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 we are in this structure after all but seriously you saw 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 limbs regrow yes look
1: I, i i'm skeptical of this uh instantaneous thing that you often find with those new agers you know sai baba manifested it instantly the reason is um divine energy works like a seed and a seed is effortless effortless growth but it's not instant it takes some time right so um, i have had instantaneous healing but in those cases the seed was already set long ago in my opinion Okay, The belief, the intention was set long ago. And my healing then is just the last thing for the plant to pop up and and sprout. So I've seen limbs regrow. I've seen cancer healed. I've seen Alzheimer's healed. Wow. Yeah, I've seen it and it happens. And I've seen it with my dad when I was a kid. I've seen it with myself as a coach. I've seen it with people you wouldn't expect it from you know um the the ancients did it the aborigines did it it's it's nothing that wow to be honest we have to get away from the all this propaganda i mean it's only wow from a last hundred years perspective the last hundred years kind of ruined our perspective on things before everything before a hundred years ago we call ancient and It's actually when people practice this stuff in a common manner. And now it's all wow, wow, because we're brainwashed through scientism, which is a religion in and of itself. You know, the religion of scientism, whereby this leads to that, and this causes that, and then you take these pills for that and that. It's a belief system. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.
0: You know, I've had letters from listeners who have said that they've been through the challenging years of their life. I went through it twice after my two divorces, where medication helped, and I understand the for example, SSRI medication does to the neural pathways of the brain. It helps rebuild serotonin, and serotonin rebu- rebuilding can get you back on track. So, I mean, there are, I get the value of things, but boy, if we can do it naturally, oh, how much better, and I'm sure how much more permanent with no side effects.
1: Yeah, I always, uh, I understand it too. I appreciate it. I have nothing against it. But I always try to avoid it in order to build my natural abilities. So I've gone through some pretty hard times. Unnecessary people would call it unnecessary suffering uh, because I wouldn't take a painkiller. But in the at the end of the day, I think I have less suffering because I've learned to do it on my own. Okay, so there, w- there was great suffering back in my twenties. I go. <laughs> But today, I don't get those pains. They're transcended, you know? I don't know. I I can't. Who am I to judge this or that path? Do whatever the heck
0: works. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. But this is a great tool to have in the toolbox, for sure. Fred, you've... um you crack the code on this one. I'll tell you, this is this is a book that everybody needs in their library, and it's something that you'll pull out, you'll reread, you'll reintegrate the techniques, you'll replumb the line. And there's not one of us listening that doesn't have either something within ourselves or somebody we know or love or a very good friend who could use this work. So thank you for doing this. Now you're very
1: welcome. It's the first classic I've written since Levels of Energy. So I'm I'm super happy about the book. You know, classic, what I mean by classic. Oh, it, like,
0: you know, people say, "Goodness sakes, there are so many. Where do I start?" Levels of Energy, Lives of the Soul, Parallel Universes of Self. You Can Heal Anyone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The classics. (laughs) The classics. The big four. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for the privilege of narrating it and putting your words onto Audible and iTunes. And we will look forward to what comes from your computer keyboard and your mind and your soul next.
1: All right. Be well, everybody. Be healthy. And thank you.
0: So, again, the name of the book, You Can Heal Anyone. If you want to hear the audiobook, the typical places, Audible and iTunes, Amazon for the paperback and the Kindle. And then if you'd like the special high quality hardcover, realitycreation.org. And he's right. This one is one of the classics. Now it goes up in that upper tier of what Fred Dodson books should I definitely get? Add this one to the list. And what a beautiful interview, too. Fred, thank you for being in a great space today and for sharing that meditation to get us all started. We'll come back to that in and of itself many times. I wish you the very best healing journey for all of you. And again, as this is being recorded in 2022, every Sunday night at 8 p.m. on either our Facebook group, which is the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast listeners group in Facebook, or on the Fun Astrology Podcast YouTube channel. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, every Sunday night. We've been going almost a full year. We do a healing convergence meditation together. 8 p.m. Sunday nights. It's live. You are welcome to join us from either location. So now we've been able to add a healing journey to enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. On behalf of Fred Dodson, thank you for listening.